welcome to the Building Up Leaders in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. Whether you're an emerging leader or a seasoned manager in the property and construction industry, this podcast will help you elevate your leadership, build a cohesive team, and have more impact. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Have you ever had that colleague who just does not understand what you are saying to them? I know I certainly have, and it is one of the most frustrating things when we think we are showing up, we are communicating clearly, and it falls on deaf ears. It's as though we are talking a different language. If you have ever experienced that, you are in the right place because today we are decoding your colleagues. I am giving you a workplace playbook that will help you understand your colleagues, your boss, your peers, in fact, your friends, your clients in a new, deeper way because we are constantly communicating with people and when we get it right, when we are on the same page, that is when the magic happens. That is when we get results. That is when we really hit that high-functioning team. We hit high-performance. This is so important because when we are communicating clearly, when we are understanding each other, that is when we are able to perform at our highest level. That is when we are high functioning. I think miscommunication is one of the biggest barriers we see at work today to getting things done and creating high functioning, cohesive and high performing teams. And frankly, when we are not communicating well with each other, it makes work hard. It feels awful. And it can feel like we are drowning in mud and no one is showing up to work happy in that situation. So today I want to give you a hack. I want to give you a workplace personality playbook to help you really understand people at a deeper level so that you can connect and communicate and achieve outcomes. And I think the simplest way to do this is using something called the DISC model. Now, you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before. This is a assessment tool that looks at people's innate personalities and seeks to understand what are their predictable actions, what are their personality traits, how are they likely to respond in specific scenarios. And this work dates back to the 1920s from a psychologist called William Marston, who's instrumental in founding this research. And over the process of about 30 years, his work was taken and developed and evolved to better understand human emotions and behaviour. And that was applied to what is now known as the DISC assessment. And this model is something that is still used today. And the work on it, the research, the science behind this has continued to evolve and develop. And I think this is one of the most valuable frameworks to help us understand not only who we are, but to understand interpersonal dynamics. Who are the people we are interacting with day in, day out? And once we understand this, we can take that knowledge and we can apply it to everything. And at its highest level, and we're going to break this down in more detail as we go through this, there are essentially four different behavioral tendencies or personality types. And these are broken down into the D- I, S, and C, hence the DISC. So the D stands for dominance, the I is for influence, the S is for steadiness, and the C is for conscientiousness. And believe me, when you have this framework at your fingertips, once you understand this, you will start to apply this to everyone you know. You will, by the end of this episode, be able to understand everyone in your life on a deeper level. And you'll be identifying your boss as a D or an S and your partner and your friends and your colleagues and also yourself. And that is so important because once we understand it, we can kind of unlock these synergies 
And they're so helpful because once we understand that we do not all think the same, we do not interpret information in the same way, we do not value the same things, we are not motivated or limited by the same things. Once we understand that, it's like we suddenly have all the puzzle pieces and we can put them together and know that maybe we need to tweak things a little bit, but we can get there. And once we understand this, it's like we suddenly have this kit of parts at our fingertips that allows us to bring people and ideas and conversations together. And with a bit of tweaking and a bit of work, we can actually create a much easier, natural, open flow to ensure that everyone is on the same page. We all have a clear understanding and we all know what needs to happen next. And this topic is front of mind for me because I was recently brought into a situation where there were two leaders in an organization who just were at loggerheads constantly. And the relationship over time had deteriorated and deteriorated. In working with both of those individuals and hearing them reflect on a shared experience that they had had on their experience in a meeting together, it was like chalk and cheese. It was like these two people were telling me completely different stories. And if I hadn't known that it was the same meeting, I would have thought they were talking about completely separate events. And it reminded me how important this work is, how fundamental it is to every leader, to every high-functioning person who wants to do well and feel understood and aligned to understand not only themselves, but also the people around them. And of course, the reality in our day-to-day world is not that we will all sit down and take an assessment and sit down and review our results together. Although, of course, I love doing that and I love leading this trainings with teams and with organizations, but we also need to be able to apply this information in real time. So let's break it down. And just a word of caution as we talk through these four different styles, I want to stress one style is not better than the other. This is not a competition. There are no winners and losers in this situation. This is all just about having more insight and being able to maximize our strengths and manage our weaknesses and be more accommodating for the people around us so that we can get our message across more easily. And I cannot stress how beneficial this is. And to be honest, this is the first thing I do with all my one-on-one clients as well. We start with understanding who they are and ensuring they have that self-awareness so that they can look at what they're doing, but also they can then apply this information to their teams and to their colleagues and to the people around them and up-level their communication. Okay, so let's get into these four styles. So the first style is the D, the dominant person. Now, these people are typically fast-paced, they are assertive, they are dynamic, and they are driven by results. These people are straight shooters, they are firm, they are strong-willed, to the point that they are often considered forceful. And these people can often be seen as intimidating or arrogant. Now, often we see these people as natural leaders because they are happy to stand in front and give directions. They are very good at creating results, at setting and achieving goals, and they thrive in competitive environments and they're extremely effective at overcoming challenges. And these people are kind of are often motivated by power and authority and by winning, right? They love success and they will do what needs to be done to get there. On the flip side of that, of course, is a whole lot of challenges. And as with any human, we also have our fears that hold us back and and keep us stuck. And for this group, for our dominant people, 
They really fear losing control or being taken advantage of. And that often means that they struggle to show up in a vulnerable way. Sometimes they may be quite guarded because they struggle to let people in. And they may come across as being insensitive, as being impatient or even aggressive. And they can also be perceived as selfish because they don't have a strong reliance on other people. They don't value collaboration to the same degree that other people do. Hey there, I'm interrupting today's episode because I want to share something special with you. If you've been on a leadership journey with me through this podcast, you know that I'm all about empowering leaders. Now, I have exciting news. I'm about to open the doors for a new intake of coaching clients who are ready to take their leadership skills to the next level and achieve outstanding results. If you're eager to create sustainable success as a leader, I invite you to explore how my exclusive coaching program can help you reach your goal. Whether you're an emerging leader or a seasoned manager, this program is customized to get you results. Don't miss out on this opportunity to invest in your growth as a leader. To learn more, simply visit my website, rebeccavanguru.com, or you can find the link in the show notes. This is your chance to discover if the coaching program is the right fit for you. Okay, now let's get back to today's episode. And when we're working with these people, we need to know that they want the information, they want the facts, they want the plan to move ahead. They are not interested in the detail or excuses or collaboration. They want a pathway forward. They want decisions and they want action. And they are up for a challenge. So don't be scared to push them. Don't be scared to present bold ideas because these people are Ds. They are motivated by that. They are driven by that. It relates to them on a very innate level, a very basic level. And next we have our influencers. Now, these people are usually outgoing, very extroverted and enthusiastic and optimistic. These are the people that bring the energy to the room. They are lively. They are fun to be around and they are often very charming and they thrive on that. They love that social recognition and that group dynamic and having good relationships. So whereas the Ds are not worried about collaboration and community, our eyes, our influences are completely driven by this. They are genuinely people-focused people and they will always be up for the conversation. But of course, we then have other challenges with our eyes, right? Because while they are great communicators... And they are often great at persuading people, right? And whilst these people are great communicators and often they're brilliant persuading people, right? These are the people that can sell ice to the Eskimos. And usually they're very creative and full of ideas and energy. But where it can be really hard to work with them is they often lack organisation, right? That's not their strong suit. They might be too talkative. They're interested in the chit-chat where you want to get down to business. And they're focused on wanting to be liked rather than necessarily on outcomes. And these influencers can be great to bring people together and, as I said, share these ideas. But often it can feel like there's no substance or that we're not sure what the next steps are. We are not sure that action will come from the conversation. And again, when we are talking to these people, we want to make sure that we are investing in the relationship with them, that we are being genuinely people-focused and we are connecting with them as an individual. And from there, we can then work on the detail, right? But we need that strong grounding in a personal relationship in order to get anything done. Next, we have our steady force with this steadiness of our S's 
who are often calm and patient and reliable and so supportive, right? These are great listeners. They are humble. They are kind people. And they're also really methodical. When we are dealing with these people, they want stable environments. They really are excellent team players and they like to cooperate and find opportunities and ways to help, often at their own expense, right? They often will take on more than they should and cover for others. Or they may be really resistant to change or indecisive because they don't feel comfortable making quick decisions or taking risks. They like that steady pace. And as a result, they can be overly accommodating. And they are some of the most loyal and dependable people you will ever find. When we are communicating with them, we need to slow things down. We need to be at that calm, steady pace. And we need to give them time to think. We need to give them space to consider things and know that they won't always speak up. They will not be the most direct people. And then finally, we have our Cs. These are conscientious people who are usually very analytical. They are quite reserved. They are calm and methodical. And while they like a challenge, they are very, very logical. And these people are often very reserved and can almost seem to have their guard up, like they're not interested in socialising or small talk. It's just not their cup of tea, right? It's just not what they do. And they can be very much in the weeds. They're very detail-orientated and they really favour accuracy and thoroughness. They excel in planning and analysis. And these are the people that are going to get it right, but it will come at a slower pace. They will take their time and make sure things are really done well. And the truth is, these people are so important to any team, but it can be frustrating to deal with them because they can be overly critical. They seem too cautious and may struggle in situations, again, where we need to make quick decisions or that really rely on a lot of interpersonal skills or relationships. And they can often really isolate themselves. And so when we are talking to these people, again, we need to know that they want the detail. They're not worried about the small talk or the chit-chat and they want to make sure things are done well and they're done right. And so these four different personality types, our dominant people, our influencers, our steady S's and our conscientious teammates, they each bring something different to the table. They each have their strengths and their weaknesses. And what we want to do as a colleague, as a boss, as a team player, is we want to understand them. We want to think about what they need to know and how they need to process things and how they like to work. And we need to leverage each other's unique strengths and tailor our messages in a way that resonates with each person. And when we do this, when we are able to adapt our communication to meet the needs of someone else, it shifts everything. And it often allows people to finally hear a message that perhaps you've been trying to communicate for a really long time, but the way you've been saying it just doesn't quite resonate with them. It doesn't hit home. And when we can tweak the messaging in a way that resonates with each of these four styles, It is an absolute game changer. And I want to put the challenge to you. I want you to think about the people you work with and I want you to take a moment and decode them. I want you to think about what they are like, what they are driven by, how they show up, what they do, what motivates them, what holds them back. And so now I'm handing the reins over to you. I want you to think about the people you work closely with and I want you to take five minutes to Think about them. Think about what motivates them, what drives them, how they do things, how they share ideas, 
And I want you to decode each member of your team. I want you to think about, are they that dominant person? Are they the influencer? Do they bring that steadiness or that conscientiousness to your team? And then I want you to think about yourself. How do you show up? What are you naturally like? And what could you do with each of those people to improve your relationship and unlock the potential that is there to work better? And as I said at the start, when we nail this, when we understand ourselves and we understand that other people are different and need different things and are motivated by different things, we unlock a new level of performance that is achievable. And we can really step into that high functioning space that flows and feels good and where we get more done with less stress and less conflict and less anxiety. And I want that for all of us because we do our best work when we are engaged and we're connected and we understand the people around us. So I'm leaving you with homework. Take this playbook and go away and decode your colleagues and change one thing today. And remember, it takes time to create change, but one step at a time. And we need to do the work to create better relationships. So go out there and do it. (laughs) Okay, my friends, have a beautiful day. Until next time. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Leaders in Property podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful so that other people can find it. Or you might want to share it with a colleague. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.